Hello all, and welcome to the next generation AF2 and F3 podcast. My name is Ryan, and on this episode will be the preview of the upcoming Formula 3 round at the Circuit de Spa-Ficouchant in Stavlou, Belgium. This will be the 8th round of the season as well as the penultimate round in this year's FI Formula 3 Championship, where after this round we'll be going to Italy for the ninth and final round of the season in September. To get a better understanding of Belgium for this upcoming weekend, here is something of note about the country itself. Belgium is a country within northeastern Europe. It is bordered to the north by the Netherlands, to the east by Germany, to the southeast by Luxembourg, to the southwest by France, and to the northwest by the North Sea. It is also both a sovereign state and a federal constitutional monarchy with a parliamentary system. With its institutional organisation, it is deemed to be quite complex and additionally is structured on both regional and linguistic grounds. Furthermore, it is divided into three autonomous regions, which are the Flemish region, Flanders in the north, the Walloon region, Wallonia in the south, and the Brussels capital region. Belgium consists of two main linguistic communities, which are the Dutch-speaking Flemish community, which constitutes about 60% of the population, and the French-speaking community, which constitutes about 40% of the population. The capital city, as well as the larger city of Belgium, is Brussels, in which as of 2023, has a population of approximately 2,121,992. Other major cities in Belgium are Antwerp, Ghent, Charleroi, Liege, Brogues, Lemur, and Leuven. As of 2023, the population of Belgium is approximately 11 million, 688,135. And, to end off this section about Belgium, the total area of the country is 30,689 kilometers squared, or 11,849 square miles, which also makes it the 136th largest country by the size of area. Now, onto the Circuit de Spa-Francorchamps. The circuit was opened in its original iteration in August 1921. The distance of the circuit over one lap is 7.004 kilometers or 4.352 miles with a grand total of 20 corners that make up the entire track. The lap record around the circuit in GP3 was set by Daniel Cuviat during the first race of the weekend in 2013 with a 206.456 on the sixth lap of the race. The lap record around the circuit in F3 was set by Logan Sargent during the second race of the weekend in 2020 with a 206.865 on the third lap of the race. Certain characteristics of the circuit are Turn 1, also known as La Source, which is a tight right-hander that is also a possible overtaking opportunity down the inside with DRS having been activated from the car behind. It really can't be stressed enough that time in the move is crucial as the gap on the inside not only can be closed from the car ahead within a split second, the proximity of the tightness into the corner is very much apparent when they have entered the corner, which a significant accident will be the end result from that occurring. From a flying lap perspective, time in the entry 
and exit from the first corner can be really satisfying for the driver at the beginning of their lap. Turn 3 and Turn 4, also known as Réunion and Rouge, are without a doubt the two most famous corners of the Spa-Francorchamps circuit as well as some of the most iconic in the world of motorsport. They both are a real test for the drivers with how fast the combination is in real time, which when done to absolute perfection, it can reward the driver for massive advantage on the camel straight, as well as the satisfaction and pure elation of getting those right to the full maximum, and when something else occurs during the sequence of the corners that aren't right, a very heavy accident is what will usually be the end result. It needs to be said that while they are great corners in motor racing, they are not without their dangers for many reasons given certain incidents that have occurred ever since 2019 that have either been massive shunts but have got away with it relatively unscathed such as Lando Norris in qualifying for the 2021 Belgian Grand Prix and qualifying for the W Series in 2021. Incidents that have resulted in injuries but have made it out the other side without major life-threatening injuries such as Jack Aiken at the 2021 24 Hours of Spa. And the obvious elephant in the room, incidents that have caused fatalities, such as the 2019 sprint race for Formula 2 that resulted in the untimely and tragic death of Antoine Hubert while severely injuring one male male Korea. Motorsport has and will always be dangerous no matter the alterations that you can make to certain circuits and complexes that can make them safer in some way. But the sad truth is that it will never be enough to prevent death in motorsport outright, even though we as fans would love if no more fatalities were to occur in the sport. Because in a wider sense, no one should die doing what they love, regardless of the dangers. A very long-ended and extended answer about those two corners, but at the same time, I feel it is important to pinpoint it at those corners especially because of all the talk that further changes need to be made for safety reasons after the death of Diliano Pantov earlier this month at just 18 years of age racing the Formula Regional European Championship, which, as I'm recording this episode, yesterday should have been celebrating his 19th birthday. I'm no expert in this world, but people who are younger than me, and in case you're wondering, I'm 21, shouldn't be dying period before their time, and Diliano's death could have and definitely should have been avoided regardless of the conditions. I feel before completing this portion of the track for the podcast that no one is to blame racer-wise for his untimely death. It is extremely important to mention that. And I'm sorry if this sounds like I'm going over the top with what I'm saying, but I know within myself that it needs to be said by countless amounts of people from all around the world as frequently as possible more often because no matter the people that have said something, it is still never enough. Turn 6, also known as Camel, is a slight turn onto the renowned Camel Straight, which can provide for one of the best opportunities at making an overtake with the use of DRS on the straight itself, that would then set the driver up for Turn 7 and Turn 8, as well as being the end of the first sector around the circuit. Turn 7 and Turn 8, also known as Le Combe, is a right-left chicane that would be to the advantage of the driver if they have activated DRS on the camel straight and made an overtake down the inside at turn 6 which will set them up for the sequence of corners. These are also corners that can result in incidents and contact made by the parties involved due to not wanting to cede position or space on the racetrack, 
where while for the most part is a low-speed incident when it has happened, it still can be quite an extensive accident depending on the contact that has been made, such as going straight into the barrier, sustaining damaged front wings, and punctured tyres. Turn 12, also known as Puon, is a high-speed double left-hander corner where the end outcome of what will happen is really dependent on the absolute finest of margins, in that if it is executed just right and to the maximum, then it will be extremely satisfying for the driver involved. But the slightest misjudgment and mistake onto the approach to the corner and coming out of it could subsequently result in them going off through the gravel and into the barriers. Turn 18, also known as Blanchemont, is a high-speed left-hander corner that is the final sweeping corner of the circuit before the famous bus stop chicane that can be massively satisfying for the driver and with enough momentum and speed on the car ahead, a potential overtaking opportunity. However, the slightest contact or mistake made in the corner can then send a driver directly into the tyre barrier with an incredibly violent accident being a possible outcome, so it really is a case of risk versus reward. Turn 19 and turn 20 are the final two corners that make up the Spa-Francorchamps circuit, which is the aforementioned famous bus stop chicane, that is a right-left chicane before then heading onto the start-finish straight. It is a heavy braking zone, and if a driver is feeling really adventurous, a potential overtaking opportunity for them if they have time to just right. It is also a crucial complex of the circuit that can ruin an amazing lap by the slightest lockup going to the penultimate corner, which can be massively detrimental towards the lap itself. And, turn off this section about the circuit in regards to S1 there, there's been a total of 26 different race winners with only one repeat winner since 2010. As of this recording, both iterations of GP3 and Formula 3 have had a round at the Circuit de Spa-Francorchamps circuit a total of 13 times, with 27 races being contested as of 2022. As of the last time that they raced there, it was K-Colette on pole position for MP Motorsport, with a 211.289. In the first race of the weekend, the podium was Oliver Behrman in 1st Suprema, Roman Stanek in 2nd for Trident, and Alex Smalia in 3rd for MP Motorsport. The fast lap of that race was achieved by Johnny Edgar, with a 207.266 on the 11th lap of the race. In the second race of the weekend, the podium was Zane Maloney in 1st for Trident, Roman Stanek in 2nd for Trident, and Oliver Behrman in 3rd for Prema. The fast lap of that race was achieved by Zane Maloney, with a 200.677 on the 22nd lap of the race. Other winners at the Circuit de Spa-Francorchamps circuit in both GP3 and Formula 3 are as follows. In 2010, it was Robert Wickens for Status Grand Prix in the first race of the weekend, and Adrian Tambe for Manor Racing in the second race of the weekend. In 2011, it was Valtteri Bottas for Lotus ART in the first race of the weekend, and Richie Stanaway for Lotus ART in the second race of the weekend. In 2012, it was Daniel Apt for Lowe's GP in the first race of the weekend, and Matthias Lane for Arden in the second race of the weekend. In 2013, it was Daniel Kuviat for Arden in the first race of the weekend, and Alexander Sims for Carlin in the second race of the weekend. In 2014, it was Dean Stoneman 
for Marisha Manarese in the first race of the weekend, and Alex Lynn for Carlin in the second race of the weekend. In 2015, it was Emil Bernstorff for Arden International in the first race of the weekend, and Luca Giotto for Trident in the second race of the weekend. In 2016, it was Charles Leclerc for ART in the first race of the weekend, and Jack Aitken for Arden International in the second race of the weekend. In 2017, it was George Russell for ART in the first race of the weekend, and Giuliano Alessi for Trident in the second race of the weekend. In 2018, it was David Beckman for Trident in the first race of the weekend, and Nikita Mazepin for ART in the second race of the weekend. In 2019, it was Pedro Piquet for Trident in the first race of the weekend, and Marcus Armstrong for Prema in the second race of the weekend. In 2020, it was Lurim Zendeli for Trident in the first race of the weekend, and Logan Sargent for Prema in the second race of the weekend. In 2021, it was Lorenzo Colombo for Campos in the first race of the weekend, and Jack Dewan for Trident in both the second and third races of the weekend. Giving you all the overall rundown on how the race weekend, based on the track time in Stavlo, will be set out, is that Friday we'll have the free practice session at 9.55am and the qualifying session at 3pm. Saturday we'll have the sprint race at 10am where the grid will be set for reversing the top 12 and qualifying. Sunday we'll have the feature race at 8.30am where the grid will be set by the results from qualifying. With the duration of the two races that will be contested, the sprint race will be 12 laps and 84.048 kilometers in length. The feature race will be 15 laps and 105.060 kilometers in length. As of this recording, the weather forecast of the Formula 3 round at the Circuit de Spa-Francorchamps is that Friday will have rain showers with a highest temperature of 19 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 14 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 87%, a wind speed of 16 km an hour, and a 90% chance of precipitation. Saturday will have rain with a highest temperature of 19 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 12 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 83%, a wind speed of 19 km an hour, and a 90% chance of precipitation. Sunday will have rain showers, with a highest temperature of 17 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 11 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 70%, a wind speed of 14 km an hour, and a 70% chance of precipitation. The driver and team lineups for the 8th round of the 2023 FI Formula 3 Championship are as follows. For Prema, it is Paul Avron of Estonia. Dina Beganovic of Sweden, and Zachar Sullivan of England. For Trident, it is Leonardo Fornaroli of Italy, Gabriel Bortoletto of Brazil, and Oliver Goeff of Germany. For ART, it is Kalen Frederick of the United States of America, Grégoire Saucy of Switzerland, and Nicolas Solov of Bulgaria. For MP Motorsport, it is Franco Colapinto of Argentina, Mari Boy of Spain, and Johnny Edgar of England. For high-tech, it is Sebastian Montoya of Colombia, Gabrielli Mini of Italy, and Luke Browning of England. For VAR, it is Caioclet of Brazil, Rafael Villagomez of Mexico, and Tommy Smith of Australia. For Carlin, it is Oliver Gray of England, Francesco Simonazzi of Italy, and Ido Cohen of Israel. For Campos, it is Pepe Marti 
of Spain, Christian Mans of Australia, and Hugh Barto of Australia. For Genza, it is Nikita Bedrin of Italy, Taylor Barnard of England, and Alejandro Garcia of Mexico. For PHM Racing, it is Sofia Floresh of Germany, Roberto Ferri of Brazil, and Shin Wuhun of South Korea. In case you missed it, there has been one driver change for this round of the championship with Francesco Simonazzi for the remainder of the season, replacing Max Esterson at Carlin. Next up are the championship standings. The top 10 drivers currently in the FI Formula 3 championship going to Belgium are as follows. In first is Gabriel Bortoletto with 144 points. In second is Zach O'Sullivan with 101 points. In third is Pepe Marti with 100 points. In fourth is Paul Aron with 94 points. In fifth is Dino Boganovic with 94 points. In sixth is Franco Colapinto with 93 points. In seventh is Gabriele Mini with 87 points. In eighth is Oliver Gerfer with 66 points. In ninth is Leonardo Fornaroli with 64 points. And in tenth is Gregoire Saucy with 53 points. And the top five teams currently in the FI Formula 3 Teams Championship going to Belgium are as follows. In first is Prema with 289 points. In second is Trident with 274 points. In third is High Tech with 154 points. In fourth is Campos with 143 points. And in fifth is MP Motorsport with 129 points. As always for me, thank you so very much for listening to The Next Generation, AF2 and F3 podcast. And until the next episode, which will be the review of the Belgian round for the 2023 FI Formula 2 Championship, I wish you guys the absolute very best, and see you all next time.